This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You guys never say anything good about public schools on this radio. It's always attack, attack, attack. Uh, caller on the Randy Tobler Show yesterday. Tobler's here weekdays, 4 to 6 o'clock. And so we've been dispelling some myths this morning. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it here because uh, a carry is in the news. Harry, remember Harry Curry? John, that was one of the prerequisites. Holy cow. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Dude, you nailed these imp- impersonations. Did we know this about you? Has anybody known this about you? They work cheap, too. <laughs> Didn't he, like, interview for the CIA? Wasn't he going to, like, go undercover and, like, be another person? I'm not surprised that he can, like, do oh, voices. Me me or Harry Carey? No, you. <laughs> can you imagine? You've got a good Beavis and Butthead. What else do you got? Can you imagine? You could do the presidential press secretary. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. What you say. Yeah. Huh. Uh, opinion. Can you imagine if Harry, what would Harry Carey sound like, uh, John? Uh, and Harry Carey's in the news as it relates <laughs> to the St. Louis Cardinals, kind of. Um, if he was, he was the play-by-play guy back in the early days of Jack Buck. Until he was apparently sleeping with one of the Bush's wives or something like so that. That was, that was the, the yeah. urban legend. Oh, yeah. And they banished him to Chicago. And he wore the big, uh, big giant, for our younger audience, wore these giant thick framed glasses that would like him and Elton John could have been in a contest, you know, <laughs> and he would have given Elton John a run for his money. Now, Harry Carey just didn't have the wiper blades on his. would be about the only difference. Huh? And he talks. So Harry Carey, if he were in the CIA and let's say he's going to Biden property to look for more docs, 10 seconds, what would Harry Carey in the CIA Searching through Joe Biden's underwear and sock drawer, what would that sound like? You want me to do Harry Carey in the sock drawer, huh? Working for the CIA. (laughs) Holy cow, we found another one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, That is good. So, yeah, Carey is in the news. I want to get to that and some other stuff that's going on. Uh, but the opening audio there, somebody saying, you never say anything good about public schools. Um, obviously, a lot has been made regarding our conversation with Missouri's top law enforcement officer. I would encourage you to please go to the websites, listen to that interview as it relates to taxpayer money and little kids in the Columbia Public School District being taken to a show, uh, to an event that featured diversity and Martin Luther King and all that good stuff and drag dancers, unbeknownst to parents and unbeknownst to the uh, uh, the taxpayers. But this guy saying yesterday, you guys don't say anything good about public Public schools, and I don't know if he was referring to the Tobler show. I don't know if he was referring to the radio stations. I don't know what he's referring to. But as we've been dismantling some of these truths that we have heard in the media from inclusion, or dismantling some of these lies, I should say, uh, being told in uh, in the media by inclusion and by local politics, the gaslighting and all that. I want to correct that too. That caller saying you never say anything good about public schools. We specifically. Uh, we comment. Uh, we we compliment uh, Southern Boone schools, and I there's a you've complimented Columbia Public Schools yeah. when you know they get the highest ACT scores. They 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 achieve some really high things it, w- with respect to high achieving students. They've had some really good successes. But I think here's where I, I think it breaks down is that when you really care about something and when it really matters, you you're most you can be most critical. And I think to any community, the public school system is so important. It's important to the business community. It's important to the people that live there. You know, it's important to recruiting people there. I mean, the public school system matters so 
very much, not only to parents, but to any of the taxpaying citizens who live in that community. And just like a father can be very hard on their son because you know they can do well and you know uh, how much it matters and you want them to do well, uh, you can be really critical because you want them to be so good and you know it can be. And I think that's why we can be very critical, uh, you know, and I, I've been critical before of the Jeff City yeah. Public Schools when I lived there. I mean, it was, it, it, it's hard because you want to see them do well um, because it matters. And and I think holding them accountable is is different um, and asking for transparency is different from just hate, hating on them. Yeah, I would add something to the uh, gentleman. I, I don't know if he's referring to the radio station or the show or in Tober Show, it doesn't matter. But we have had multiple positive stories about this school district cps just last week and i encourage people i've got it up on the website we talked about dr yearwood's contract extension in troy greer and i reported this on this station i was the only reporter there that reported it troy greer from boone hospital center told the audience that he was trying to get a cardiologist to your point recruited had special needs children and they had questions about the services and he asked Dr. Yearwood can somebody help me and Dr. Yearwood actually called that cardiologist reassured him and then had the correct people call him and then they, the business leaders praised Yearwood we we did report that I've done also numerous segments with Dr. Yearwood about the um, about the reading in the books that have been donated and the issue of literacy about the Columbia Area Career Center we've profiled and I'm actually working on a story with him when I get time to put it together about the 150 year anniversary. That said, when there's criticism like this, we have to report it too. So I, but I, I think, um, I, I also encourage people to look at the Wake Up uh, Mid Missouri Facebook because people are really weighing in about this Mrs. Doubtfire reference from the uh, gentleman on television last night. Uh, the other thing that I've always complimented the Columbia Public Schools on is uh, the programs for kids like uh, later in high school wanting to do things not necessarily involving college. I think they've always done well on that. I've said recently even. I picked them as a winner of the week. As a matter of fact, I think first uh, Feel Good Friday in, uh, in January. Uh, and the other thing, I guess, is a compliment. They're consistent. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. Wake up, Mid-Missouri. I love it when we can make our news director smirk. Well, I think I, I, think <laughs> yeah, I know what you're trying to do. They're, they're consistent. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. John Marsh is here. Hello. Uh, Harry Carey is here, too. Yeah. Hello, Harry. Well, you betcha. <laughs> uh, my name is Brandon Rathard. Hannah is back uh, tomorrow. I don't know um, I don't know why I get... Uh, uh, um, this feels icky to me. Uh, we know um, one of the voices you hear in mid-Missouri for a long time, Cardinal, former Cardinals broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Uh, 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 he parted ways with Valley Sports Midwest. That's true. That is true. Yep. Uh, he got into legal trouble uh, again. Uh, but anyhow, uh, so he, he separated back in December of 22, right. uh, 2022. So there's a report that one of the new voices of the St. Louis Cardinals would be Chip Carey, hmm. who's in a line of old broadcasters, yep. including, and I don't know why, because I associate the Carey name with the Chicago Cubs, but as Marsh, as you were saying, uh, Harry Carey was a Cardinals broadcaster for a long time. Him and Buck were like partners. Him and old Jack Buck, not Joe Buck, Jack Buck were, were partners, man. They'd sit up there and smoke the uh, Benson and Hedges gold 100s and drink beers and call a ball game. And they were very good at it. 
And then the urban legend was Harry was messing around with one of the Anheuser-Busch family. Well, I don't know how much is true. Doesn't matter at this point. And... But it was the way he talked and the stories he told. I don't know what the big deal about Cracker Jack is. Did you ever go and buy a pack of Cracker Jack thinking you're going to get a prize and find no prize <laughs> in the box? Here's the pitch. That might not sound important to some people, but when, you, when you're a little kid, especially from humble origin, and they cheat you out of a prize... There's a bouncing ball. Second baseman has the Barbary over the first. I love that. That's awesome. For a couple of reasons. Number one, he's telling a story. And, oh, yeah, ball game's going on. Yeah. But isn't he right? Oh. Did you ever get a Cracker Jack box and you didn't have a toy in it? That's exactly <laughs> right. And I'll tell you, there is for our older audience... Uh, and by the way, when he was fired, he went out to, uh, they. what did they used to call that? It was out on uh, where the uh, monastery, the, the Carmelite monastery is at Bush's Grove. Bush's Grove, great place to eat at one time. He was out there drinking, a, as I recall, a Schlitz on national television when he got let go. But for older fans, and I think they'll remember this, there was a store, Brandon, called Sticks, Bear, and Fuller. Yep. Sticks, Bear, and Fuller, for our older audience, you'll remember if you're under the age of 35, you're not going to know what that is. But you could Google it. He had a song, and it was called Harry Carey. It was called The Cardinals Are... Was it The Cardinals Are Coming or The Cardinals Are Charging? I, I, tra-la, tra-la. And it was an incredible song. In the, It was about the 1964 pennant run where they were down to the to the Philadelphia Phillies. He actually narrated that song. It was incredible. And he had a very strong popularity. It wasn't until after he left St. Louis that he went to the Cubs. And that's where I knew him because he left for the Cubs part of my time. So Chip Carey might be a new uh, guy for the uh, play-by-play guy for St. Louis Cardinals spring training starts. Uh, somebody knows. We we have some of our friends that will, hey, just days until spring training. Of course, this season for our St. Louis Cardinals will look very, uh, very different. And, uh, okay, I want to mention this. Uh, recently, we talked with, uh, uh, they've been chatting with some local folks regarding weather spotter training, yes, which is yes. cool. And if you ever get a chance to go and uh, you go and you train, it's free training to be a weather spotter. And so like when there's bad storms and you think back, John, how important in that tornado several years ago, how important were weather spotters that night, that morning? You know, it was, it was tough for the weather spotters because that rolled in at 10 something at night and it was kind of hard to see, you know, maybe in the lightning flashes and all. But I mean, they were, they were ahead of the game and they were some of the first ones to report the damage down in the Eldon area before the tornado rapidly made its way into Cole County and ultimately Jefferson City. So they serve an important role. Is weather spotter the PC term for storm chaser? No, it's... it's, Are they two different things? It's kind of similar, but this is actually really serious training. So, um... Weather spotter trainings to the various counties are going to be doing this uh, today throughout mid-Missouri. They have had to cancel weather spotter training today. Why have they canceled weather spotter training? The weather. The weather. The incoming weather. It's because they got to get their employees back to St. Louis. Uh, They were going to do it tonight, 6 to 8 at the crossing, and they're... they've. Because the snow's going to start early, they got to be able to get their people home. So they're doing that to be, and it will not be rescheduled. This one will not be. Isn't it ironic? That's a good <laughs> way to put. All right, coming up a few minutes from now, morning bell. Uh, oh, sin, uh, imitation, sincerest form of flattery. This great gut. Has anybody seen this? I've I go to bed when the streetlights come on almost, 
I have not had an opportunity to see Greg Gutfeld at night on Fox. I have watched a few episodes. I'm a big fan girl of Reason Magazine, and their folks will ap occasionally appear on Greg Gutfeld. And I know they always have a good time, and it's always very entertaining. So if you're not familiar with this Gutfeld show, which has been making news over the past several months, it's like a late night, apparently like a late night, Fallon, Kimmel, along those lines, except it's on Fox, and I guess it's smart and it's super popular with young folks yeah and that's important um because it's not just about a tv show younger people are tuning in to watch it and i talk to people about you know uh, uh building and continuing to grow a smart intelligent we call it conservative way of thinking it's just a, a an american value system um but the gutfeld show just does killer rain a couple of times have beaten Kimmel uh, and Fallon, and what's key about that? It's on cable, and he's be he's been he's beaten those shows. Uh, so now, guess what CNN wants to do? They want to do a late night comedy show. I would say they have one already. The progressives have one already on Comedy Central with the uh, Daily Show. Uh, business and Morning Bell. Business news. A little twist. Only Stephanie can give you. What do you have for us, Steph? So, SBF apparently uh, put in about $40 million this political cycle. More than, I think, one in three congressional members took money from SBF, but who's in Congress today? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Hello, it's 826. Time for the Morning Bell Business News. Little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you. So never mind that SBF dumped $40 million into political races. Never mind that one in three members of Congress took money from the corrupt crypto guy. SBF Sam Bankman Freed. And his FTX crypto coins, who's now in prison and everyone knows that he did something wrong and that he owes a bunch of people a bunch of money. So like, couldn't they just be like, hey, members of Congress, give us that money back so we can return it to its rightful owners. Never mind any of that, because today Congress is being controlled by Swifties. Uh, Congress has called Swifties. Congress has called in Ticketmaster and Live Nation uh, because they are so mad that people could not get their Taylor Swift tickets that they want to, you know, scold Ticketmaster and say what happened. Ticketmaster is, you know, saying we could have done better. I think there's some uh, blaming on like some sort of cybersecurity, cyber hack type thing, but they're like, yeah, it didn't go as planned. We we can do better, but that's what we're really concerned about today is all of the Swifties that could not get their tickets. Now, I will say, and I will say, first of all, it is not me, so don't come to my house or after me or anything, but I know people who are going to be seeing multiple Taylor, who ended up with multiple Taylor Swift uh, tickets on that first day because they knew how to do it, but they had planned like months in advance on how to score all of these Taylor Swift tickets, and they, they knew what they were doing, so like normal people like... I mean, maybe I'm not normal, but like somebody like me who just shows Hold up, up on John, the can we quote <laughs> who can just, we quote Stephanie <laughs> who Bell just shows up and is like you know Ellinger what? Bell can we quote her on that it's going in the promo it, yeah it's it's not happening for somebody like me who doesn't really know what I'm doing when I'm buying uh buying concert tickets but I will say all of these fans are out there you know you know singing her song this new song anti hero and the lyric is hi I'm the problem it's me. But none of them are pointing the finger at themselves because I, how many people took off work? How many people had 17 devices open, try, crashing the system, trying to get their tickets? You know, when I, when I got my bar exam results here in Missouri, we all took the bar. They were going to publish the PDF list of who passed the bar. Okay, 
my parents had a computer, my husband had, I had my phone, and just refresh, 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 refresh. We knew it was going live at five, and guess what we did? We crashed the system. Do you know how I found out I passed the bar? Someone, someone got the list, someone got in, and they saved it, and then they posted it on Facebook, because (gasps) Facebook was more reliable than the Missouri Bar website, which we crashed. But you know what? Who was the problem? It was us, because had we all only used one device, we probably wouldn't have crashed a system, but we are the ones who messed it up for ourselves. Ahead of an FDA advisory committee meeting Thursday. FDA, new guidance. Stephanie covered this this morning, Daily DC Rundown. We do that every morning at 625 as we talk about whatever's happening in mid-Missouri. We'll make sure you know what's up to date, what's happening in DC, one of the things. Uh, So they're saying... Hey, remember that disease we spent, uh, this this COVID-19, we spent years trying to tell the public, it's not like the flu, it's not like the flu. It presents like the flu. We've created a vaccine like for the flu. Uh, but it's not like the flu. Uh, news this morning on, on the vaccines. It's basically the flu shot now. You're going to be able to get it once a year. It's, going, it's probably going to be kind of uh, manipulated to be like, whatever the hottest strain is, whatever the latest strain is, like like what the flu is. They're going to try to target it to whatever strain is kind of circulating at the time. Um, but that enough people have had it, you know, ha- have contracted COVID slash gotten the first vaccine, um, that, you know, there's some general immunity for what it's worth out there right now. Um, and so what they'll be doing is saying, hey, you know, at the time you get your flu shot, you should probably also get this COVID shot. Um, but they said they're having a hard time convincing people to get it. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> 80% of people got the first shot. Only about 16% yeah. of people have gotten the eighth boost, booster or what, whatever it is. So um, so they're going to say, hey, once a year, you should re-up your COVID shot, just like they do with the flu. Just like the flu. But it's not the flu, Brandon. It's not, it's not the flu. And this is important because there have been some pretty significant stories just within, I think, the past seven days. Number one, CDC says, eh, we're looking at some of these vaccines. There might, maybe for some, might be some issues. And because uh, that was one of the big things when this stuff first came out, it's like, man, prior to that, as I recollect, I might not be completely accurate here. Best I recollect is we did the research. Uh, up to that point, like the quickest vaccine that had ever gone to market, and it was like five years or something. And then you get doctors, well, but you know, the, the way to get to a vaccine, it's a lot quicker now. Uh, well, and what do you say to those people that had fears about getting the vaccines? What do you say to those people now that the CDC is, well, we're looking at some of these vaccines and some of the problems that it may cause. What what do the feds tell those people after they rush that stuff to the market and now they go oh yeah you know the boosters and all that is just like the flu the other significant story in the past seven days we've had several doctors including probably the most prominent one dr lena wen writes for the washington post uh, as a featured doctor on cnn who said uh, and we, we played her comments here uh she said you know we have uh severely overcounted covid deaths and she used the exact word she used was we've been saying people that died with COVID as opposed to people who died because of COVID. As I recall, Stephanie and John, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there some of us smart people saying that at the time? You talked about the comorbidities, whatever it was, we were saying that at the time, like, no, 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 it's it's the COVID. The COVID killed them. And you liken it to... And I always use the easy example of Whitney Houston. People say she died of, died of a drug overdose. She didn't die of a drug overdose. She drowned. 
it's like that. Well, she died of a drug overdose. See, drugs are bad. Which they are, usually. But she didn't die of a drug overdose. She died from drowning. It's like that. That's what they're doing with with the COVID numbers. Uh, it, people that, that already had other issues. Uh, and now, yeah, you just get them every year like the flu shot or not. I've had one flu shot in my life. And dang it, it makes me mad when I think about it. You know, I did. I was at a brand new job and the owners there were adamant. And I was not in a position where I could say uh, no um, because I had already successfully negotiated my non-compete clause Oh, which yeah. is something we need to watch for on a national level and statewide. Yeah, there are new, there are new rules out there potentially uh, limiting the use of non-competes. And there's even a bill filed in the legislature to do the same. Ah, so non-compete, you go to workplace and they say, but what's happening is it's getting and You brought up a great story last week, like some dude worked the counter at a, I don't know, like a cell phone place, electronic store or something. You think, OK, you really don't have any trade secrets. But if you're not familiar with a, 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 a non-compete, it's you work somewhere and they say, OK, but part of your agreement to work here is after we separate for whatever reason, you're not going to work for a competitor in the same market within a time. Within That's a, a big time. deal in this business, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it, it makes sense if you're in a position to take all of the employer's customers with you. So, for instance, like maybe you're a doctor. Right. And uh, and, and, you know, if you leave someplace, uh, you probably have a relationship with your par- with your patients such that when you leave. Um, your your patients might come with you. Um, and there are other circumstances where you'd have that kind of relationship where you would take your customers with you. And the bill pending in the Missouri legislature says, look, if you're getting paid hourly, if you're an hourly worker, the employer cannot make you sign a non-compete because you're just not going to be in the kind of position. Yeah, if you're selling electronics over the counter at Walmart, if you're, you know, working at McDonald's, if if you suddenly go from McDonald's to Taco Bell, no one's suddenly being like, you know what, I really liked Bob at McDonald's. Now I'm going to start eating Taco Bell. They're just not going to do that. Um, and so they're saying, look, you can't. And for a lot of these people, it prevents their ability to go back to work if they were to lose that job. Um, then they're prohibited from usually entering that industry anywhere in a geographical region. My uh, my experience um, is if if you encounter a place that does do that still, uh, you have every right to negotiate. Um, you say, okay, uh, I'll sign your non-compete, uh, but first you'll sign this thing. You're going to pay me for those six months that I'm sit on the bench. But the but the, the the challenge is when that happens. Usually, if you're lo- unless you're already in a job, just going from one job to another. If you're unemployed and you go somewhere and they're going to hire you, but you have to sign the non compete. What are you going to do? There's you're like you need the job. You need the job. You're going to sign the non compete. So that year, I had successfully negotiated a non compete, and I was riding high. And then they said, "Oh, and you got to get the flu shot." And I was like, "No, I don't do that." And uh, it was. Highly, strongly encouraged that I do it. It's the only time I've ever gotten the flu shot in my life. I just don't do it. It's not to be a rebel or anything. I just, I just don't. I just don't even get the flu vaccine. Welcome to the show. Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, I'm Brandon Rather, Brian Howlsworth been hanging out too. Um, uh, bottom line tomorrow, and from what we know, 24 hours from now, we're trying to get into work and stuff. John, what uh, kind of what are you hearing from the National Weather Service? Well, we're hearing Jefferson City and Columbia, and it'll probably be late tonight, maybe 10 o'clock or anywhere between 8 and 10 tonight before the rain switches over to snow. By the time it ends midday tomorrow, Jefferson City, Columbia, 
depending on who you talk to, anywhere from two to three to four, to maybe six inches of snow. And the the higher snow totals, what the National Weather Service and ABC 17 are saying, further south you go of I-70 and down towards the lake, that could be where the where the totals are. It's a, kind of a real finicky line, uh, basically. Is, is Wet, heavy snow, they were saying, too. So, like we got the last time around, the one that surprised the heck out of us. I uh, really need to get another snow scraper because I was very unprepared the last time it snowed like that with all the ice and all that. I, uh, I had to use a little discount card like you get at like a grocery store or something, which was fine, but didn't really do the job. I only got about 15% off my card. <laughs> I've got ice scrapers from Visa. From Kohl's. Uh, from, you got the Kohl's cash? Uh, from uh, American Express. Those are my ice scrapers. Welcome into the show. Glad you could be here. So that's kind of what we're looking at tomorrow. Just a quick uh, a quick heads up on what you might be expecting 24 hours from now. Letters. All right, let's open up the mailbag. get letters. We don't get any letters. So many Text, letters. Text, email. A whole bunch of letters. We get emails. Man, somebody's putting some effort. Fine. 874 We're talking about Harry Carey earlier, and several folks have texted about Harry Carey. So his grandson, Harry Carey, longtime Cardinals announcer back in the day, I think even pre-JM, which is pre-John Marsh, uh, Harry Carey was the play-by-play guy <laughs> for the Cardinals left. So I knew I grew up when he was a Cubs guy, so you didn't like him. Because he did play-by-play for the Cubs. Anyhow, his grandson might become one of the play-by-play or the color guys for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Listener Mark says, one of the nicest guys he ever met. He says, Harry Carey, one of the nicest guys ever to be around. This is off our text, 874-9390. Says he's right up there with Jack Buck. My mom did security for the federal government. When I say that, it sounds real fancy, doesn't it? My mom did security for the federal government. Wow. She worked at the arch and well, monitored video cameras. That's what she did. But she had to have that's secret cool. clearance cool. or time. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Time. But I, I jazz it up a little bit because I want you to think that I'm really cool because of what my mom did. She did security for the federal government. But the arch is a national park. It is. It's a national yeah. park. Um, and they would ha- uh, have dealings. Jack Buck would come there a lot and do stuff with the museum. And one of my mom's jobs was to make sure he got through the museum. And she said, oh, yeah. She said, and then afterwards, this is a true story. Uh, she said, then you go outside and stand, stand at the South Leg and have a smoke with him. Uh, because he smoked almost, I guess, until the uh, the day he died. Anything interesting in the mailbag in, in your mind, Steph? Oh, Ed was just saying, hey, Stephanie, what's that acronym you kept saying? And I was saying SBF, which is uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. He's the guy who is uh, charged probably... Uh, charged with crimes. Uh, I think he's sitting in prison right now. Uh, ran a crypto exchange. Apparently, at one point, was like worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. It turns out to be I I don't know if you call it a Ponzi scheme. Anyway, now he has like zero dollars, and everyone <laughs> who invested, which included a lot of famous people, um, wasn't Tom Brady like in on it and stuff, or like a promoter, investor, or spokesperson. By the way, this weird voice—not weird voice. Uh, voice that you're not completely here from time to time. He's in for Hannah today is Chris. Hey, hey. So what happened was uh, another thing about uh, Sam Bankman Freed's FTX thing. Uh, the Miami Heat actually renamed their arena the FTX Arena. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what they call it now? What? The arena. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> John, quick fix. Let me ask you this. As a uh, as a guy, um, do you ever, like you're listening 
Okay, I like to listen. People get shocked. I listen. I used to work Top 40 radio, but I like to listen to, we have a Top 40 station in the Zimmer family, Y107, and I listen sometimes. I'm a 52-year-old dude. I'm not supposed to listen to Top 40. Stephanie's kids listen to Top 40 music. I'm not supposed to be listening to that. But, like, a song comes on, and you like it, and you're like, and you find out that it's somebody like Justin Bieber. Oh, it's do, the worst. Do you ever get mad at yourself, John, when you go, oh, man, I like a song by Justin Bieber? Uh, you know, it's part of the business. You know, we're supposed to stay up. Just because we do talk radio doesn't mean we're, you know, most of us haven't done music radio over the years, too. So it's sort of like you got a hand in still. Like this is one of those songs, I don't know, a couple years ago. You are somebody that I don't know. So that was one of those songs. I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I'm like, who who is that? It's Taylor Swift. You're you're a Swifty. I know. I here's well, my man card. Well, one of our list we we had a long conversation about uh, about cougars or whatever a couple weeks ago, and I really I think Justin Bieber's awesome, and I think uh, I really like Shawn Mendes. But they're both like, what? How old are they? Like 25. So I have like a niece who's like 21, and I said, hey, if I get if I want to go to one of these concerts, can I take you with me so I don't look like the old lady at one of these concerts? <laughs> the old lady, not even. 40 years old. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. All right, so the things we did not get a chance to get to on, on the show, leftovers. And sometimes, you know, listen, it's like when you go to you, when you're at your house and you open up the fridge and, and, and a lot of times you know what's already in there. But you, it says that we open up that fridge and there's hope. Maybe there's something that's just magically appeared overnight in the way of leftovers. Sometimes that happens here when we do that on Wake Up Mid-Missouri before we get into the Nolan show. Sometimes it doesn't. I do want to mention uh, this um, real quick. Callaway County uh, Sheriff uh, Clay Chisholm uh, had a court hearing yesterday. Randolph County Courthouse for his uh, DWI case. And I think it'll be an interesting case. And I do mention that because it's somebody that is in law enforcement and is somebody that the uh, radio station has had a uh, relationship in the past as it deals with matters in uh, in Callaway County. I hope ultimately, personally, I hope it works out uh, okay for him. Uh, da -da -da -da. Oh, and I want to cover one more uh, text here in the uh, mailbag. Uh, we had a listener uh, say, uh, basically saying, um, talking about we're anti-education isn't the way uh, we're putting it, but it seems... Uh, between uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri and Gary Nolan, the show should be renamed the Anti-School Show. Smiley face. I'm uh, <laughs> sorry, it's just the same spiel. and uh, gets old. And if that's because of uh, what's happened with CPS, then you know what? Uh, it, it's That's on me. I, I apparently have not explained well enough what this is about. It's not about education. It's about the... the that uh, lack of transparency, the same old, same old from a school district dealing with little kids and having to deal with the BS excuses that we're, we're getting from people. The inclusion uh, spokesperson talking about uh, their uh, performers uh, on various news outlets, including our news partners at ABC 17. So I haven't done a good enough job. So this is not about education. This is about uh, just about how morally wrong this is on so many levels, mostly kids and taxpayer dollars and stuff like this. It's no different than what you'd see Robin Williams doing as Mrs. Doubtfire. That's the spokesperson for inclusion. That's just wrong. This is nothing 
uh, like Mrs. Doubtfire because... Were the kids in that movie tipping her? That's right. Tipping Mrs. Doubtfire? And you took your kids to the movie. So he's just wrong and the whole mindset is wrong. And I apologize if I haven't done well enough. It's not about education. It's about lack of transparency. It's about gaslighting. We're bad because we don't like inclusion and diversity. That's what it's about. And if that's not the message that's coming across, uh, that's on me, and I'll own it. Hey, uh, speaking of schools, it is National School Choice Week, so if, uh, you Uh-oh. know... oh <laughs> thanks, Deb. <laughs> Everything I just said, <laughs> just undone in one fell swoop. It, you get points for that, dude. But if you're... We, that, but we've been so focused on CPS, we haven't really... I mean, but if you are a parent who, you know, has opinions about education... Uh, you should uh, be celebrating National School Choice Week. Do your research. Uh, there's a lot of uh, legislation pending in the state house uh, currently. Um, there are hearings, uh, I believe, I today um, w- with respect to the Parents' Bill of Rights and some other important education issues right here in the state. Um, so, regardless of whether you think uh, CPS is the greatest uh, school district ever to exist, or whether you think maybe uh, kids should have options, uh, you should get involved and know uh, what's pending.